Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. Chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juz'amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and inimitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem, bismillahir rahmanir raheem. Kalla bal la tukrimuna al-yateem, wa la tahaduna ala ta'am al-miskeen. So the context here is, as I, I explained in the morning, that the people who get favor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they get money and richness, they should not think that this is a respect for them from Allah Taala, and the people who have poverty or suffering they should not think this is humiliation from Allah Taala. people's respect and humiliation depends on their own action if the rich people they spend money for the orphans properly they respect the orphans then they are respected in the eye of Allah Taala. if the poor people they are patient then Allah Taala respect them the humiliation and the respect of the people depend on their own action so Quran says Kalla you know, no, rather you don't respect the orphan. So I mentioned earlier, it is not only that you give some money and charity to the orphan people. You know, you have to respect them. You have to think of them, they are part of your family. You have to do as best as possible, you know, for, 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 for their well-being. And then Quran says, miskin. And you don't encourage each other on the food of poor people. Again, you can see the, you know, the Quran is not actually you know, just encouraging, encouraging you that you give money in charity. Quran wants that you should take the concern of the poor people as your own concern. Means you help them and you make in the society a movement you know, to help the poor people and, you know, and, 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 and to bring their cause, you know, to make their cause, cause of every single person. So you see, you don't encourage on the food of the poor people. In our time, actually, it, even this is not happening, that you know, people don't want to help the poor people. But still, if you help the poor people, that's not enough. What you need really is, make that as your main concern. Help them, then ask other rich people, ask those people who actually have got some wealth and prop, you know, to help them and to give them. So, And the Quran says not only that these people, his Quran says, and you eat the inheritance, aklan, you know, eat as much, you know, you want, lamma, with greed. So, lamma ya lummo means in Arabic language, when you take the money with greed and you want to have every single thing, you don't want to leave anything for anybody else. So, you eat the inheritance, aklan lamma, eating with greed. You know, first thing is, you have got all the money from Allah Taala. Your duty should be that you should spend and share with other people. But you don't give to orphans, 
you don't give to the poor people, you don't encourage people to give the poor people. And not only that, whatever the poor people deserve by the law, even you want to take away from them. So for example, in Arabs, many, many Arabs, in Arab Quraysh tribe especially, they never used to give anything for the women. So if father dies and he leaves behind you know, some property, only the male relatives, they will take all the inheritance and they never share that with their sisters you know, and, and other you know, female relatives. So Quran said that you, know, you want to just take all this. And not only that, sometimes you know, in the family, if there is you know, somebody orphan and he, he gets some, some inheritance, so all the strong people, the family, like uncles and all those people, they will keep that or those orphans and weak people deprived of the inheritance. So you can see how, how mean this. First thing is, Allah has given you enough. You could spend on the people, you can share with the people, you can give to the, you know, respect the, the poor people and orphan. But not only that, actually, you also, whatever the people have got their own right, lawful right, you want to take away from them. You know, look in our condition today. Exactly we are doing the same thing. In, among us, whoever has been favored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are not spending enough in the path of Allah. Even actually many, many Muslims, they don't want to pay their zakat. If zakat money is spent properly, it actually be enough for many, many poor families in the world. But even zakat money is not spent properly, not actually not paid properly. People don't calculate their, you know, their savings properly. For example, many people, they have got shops. They do business. Uh, the law in Islam is that when you have business, then all the things in the business that you are selling, that must be, you know, its, its value must be found out at the end of the year, and then you must pay zakat for all those. In the business, zakat is not only on the saving. In the business, zakat is on the savings and all the things that you have for the selling. All your shops, everything, except the furniture, you must pay zakat. And most people don't pay zakat, they only pay zakat on the savings. In the business, zakat is on the goods as well that you have, have, have got for selling. Similarly, for the women, according to Hanafi Madhaba and many, many people, all the women, jewelry and ornaments that are from the gold and silver, you know, the women, they must pay zakat for them. If they, you know, if they reach to the amount of, uh, 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 of the zakat, but many, many women, they don't pay zakat. They say we don't have money. No, but you have money because your, 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 your ornament, your jewelry, they, they are money. Gold and silver, Islam, they are money. If you don't have any other saving, you have to, you know, sell part of that and then pay zakat. And women's zakat are obligatory on the women and men's zakat are obligatory on the men. You know, be, you know men, we, men are not responsible for women's zakat. Understand this thing properly. In the ibadat in Islam, they are individual and personal. Everybody is responsible for his own salah, prayer. You know, no man can pray on the behalf of his wife and no woman can pray on behalf of her husband. No father can pray on the behalf of his son and the son cannot pray on the behalf of their father. The prayers must be done individually by the people on whom it is obligatory. Similarly, fasting, it is everybody's own obligation. Husbands cannot fast on the behalf of the wives and wives cannot fast on the behalf of the men. Similarly, the father and everybody in the society, everybody does do ibadah, their own ibadah. Similarly, you know, zakat, your zakat must be done by you. Though in the money, in Islam had made one consideration that, you know, it is not obligatory on other people. If they want to help you, they can help. The reason is, can Islamic law, those actions which are done by, by the body, 
and those which are done by the money, they are little bit different. In the, in the body one, you know, you are not obliged to do on the behalf of someone and also you have no right to do it. It's impossible. You cannot do that anyway. But in the money one, you are not obliged, but if you do, it can happen. The reason is, for example, you cannot eat on anybody's behalf. Get a body thing. You eat for yourself and I eat for myself. But if I have got a debt to pay, then you can help me to, to, to settle my debt. Or you can pay, pay, pay you know, uh, on my behalf. To in zakat, it is not obligatory on the husbands to pay zakat of their wives. If they pay and make favor, it can be accepted. But women's zakat is obligatory on the women and men's zakat is obligatory on the men. So, you know, first thing actually, even zakat is not being paid properly. Second thing is, in inheritance, we have got this, this problem until now going on. Especially in India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, and all those countries, people are following the way of jahiliyyah. And, you know, ulama said that in these countries, every Muslim eats haram. Because for a long, long time, people have not given, you know, the right of their female relatives after the, for inheritance. You can see, always it comes to the male, male descendants. And those male descendants, what they get, that actually has already got rights of the female. And inheritance in Islam is that you don't, the rights don't become right after distribution. They become right after the death. So whenever a father dies, you know, legally, you know, the, basically the shares have gone to the sons and daughters both. What people only need to do to make it def- properly defined. But they have gone. So basically the daughters have got their own share and the men have got their own share. But now you can see in the many, many families in the world, you know, in, in, especially in Muslim families, people don't give the inheritance to their female relatives. And that actually what Quran is criticizing. And in the Quran, this is one of the major faridah and in Surah Al-Nisa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is warning the people if they want to implement, don't implement this. If the haram is so much everywhere, just imagine how people can come nearer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not paying zakat, not giving charity, and then when they come to inheritance, even that actually want to take with the greed every single thing. You don't give, give to, uh, to, to the right people. How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can have mercy upon the people? So, this jahiliyyah has come back to all the Muslim families now. And really, we should make effort you know, to, to give the rights of the, you know, and also can see women's right in the inheritance, mostly, generally, is half of the male. Even that people don't give. You know, if somebody dies and he leaves behind one son and one daughter, then the, all the properties will be divided into three parts. Three parts, two parts go to the son and one goes to the daughter. It has wisdom, but even this thing that one third gives to your sister, people don't give that. In most of the most of the details of, of inheritance law in Islam, male, male, male descendants they get double of the female. Sometimes they get both get equal. Sometimes could be some sometimes female get more than more than the male. But generally, the among the among the main descendants, basically children, you know, sons and daughters, uh, male always get double of the female. Still, people don't want to give. You know, and that's why I can see that we must respect because you know respect come you know also in the society with the money. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala made the world like that to so, love daughter to nearness to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. It comes by piety and right action, but respect in the society it also is connected with your social status, your money and all those things. 
and that way Allah Subhanahu wa Taala wants to give the women this respect. So they have money. That's why you can see in the nikah the dowry, mahr, because mahr brings some respect uh, uh, to them. So when uh, in their relative died, they, they get inheritance. So that gives them some standing, and, and that's not happening. So Quran is saying, saying that you know, these jahili people, you know, they take all the inheritance with the greed, and they want to keep with them, themselves. Uh, so, you know, one other thing really, we should be concerned really, everybody from their own family, that you know, when somebody dies, make sure that you distribute your wealth properly according to the law of Allah SWT. You don't need the state for that. You know, many Muslims think that you know, Sharia law cannot be established <coughs> unless you have power. Tell me, no law stops you from giving you uh, the rights of your, your daughters and your sisters. Nobody stops you. And I, I, I remember actually, uh, you know, some, uh, one of... Uh, uh, somebody, somebody died in, in, in one of the cities here uh, and, uh, you know, and the person who died, he left behind children and his wife. And, uh, you know, uh, and also the, you know, the, the, the person who died, he has given his wife uh, certain you know, things in, in her test properly already. You know, and somebody asked me how to do it. I gave you know, the proper detail according to Islamic law, how the, you know, uh, uh, the, you know, the, uh, the mother also will get in all those people. But, you know, they ask people, Fatwa, those people who can make something here and there, and they deprived, you know, the mother. And they ask me again, then I provide full arguments. I'm thinking really that, you know, these are children. They even actually don't want to give anything to their own mother. Directly, when the mother dies, it will come to them anyway. You know, if a, if a man dies and he leaves some properties behind, his wife will inherit and his children will inherit. But when the, mother, when the wife will die, then again it will come to the children anyway. Even that people don't, don't want to give. Just think really. The people don't want to give the share, due share to their own mother. Leave other people. So how can there be barakah? How, Allah can, how can we make an excuse to Allah So you know, always, it always has been happening. The people deprive the weak people of the society, whether women or orphan or the people who are oppressed, they always deprive them. You know, the jahiliyyah and now in Islam. So though Allah has sent the Quran and revelation there, but if you don't want to follow, you know, who can, who can force you? So this is one of the things the Quran is criticizing people. This is actually main illness in the Quran. All the time keep coming. And you love the money, you know, plenty love. Your love actually is just for money, for this world and money so much. That's why you can see you don't want to spend any money, don't want to help the poor people, you don't want to give the orphans. Even actually when right things, people have got the right lawful ways, you want to deprive them of that, you want to keep all the money. Hubban jamma, that's, you know, love of the money. And, you know, it is to Quraysh. Quraysh could see easily the Prophet who's teaching them these things, you know, how pure he is. The Prophet, anybody can come and eat with him. The Prophet, you to take care of the orphans, to take, you to take care of the poor people. The widows. People could see that he's teaching, but he's acting before anybody else. So, you know, he's, he's teaching in, in make impact. And that's why I can see that in poor people of the society in Pakistan, Mukarrama, they are the first people to realize that, you know, under this person, how, how much we are protected. You know, now think, like, like in this country, we Muslims are living. But people only think about us actually is that wherever there is any possibility you have to take more money, Muslims will come to take more money. People don't think about us eh, that we are to help the people. If people realize that we help our elderly people, we help the women, we help the children, we help the weak people, we help the people who are deprived, we give them, people love us. 
who will not like to be our neighbor? You know, if you are living next to somebody and you know that if you are hungry, he will feed you. He will look after your property and family. Don't you want to be next to that person? But at the moment, actually, nobody wants to, next to live next to them because we people love the money. Or as hubban jamma, this actually, and why we believe Allah is the giver, Allah is the Rabb. We read in the Quran all the time. The Prophet has been teaching all the time that you know everything comes from Allah Taala. Richness and poverty they are from Allah Taala. He is the Rabb. He gives people and his ways. When you give more, he gives you more. That generosity does not make does not make you poor. When people become generous, Allah Taala increases their wealth. So, you know, people who follow this religion, believe in this religion, still they are not kind. And we want to teach people Islam. The best way to preach this religion actually is to become da'id, your own kindness. And that's why actually the Quran worked, because Quran was revealed and Quran was taught by a man who was so kind and so generous to the people. The people can take the Quran from him. But if you teach the Quran and you know you are not generous, you are not kind, you are not helpful to the people, this Quran is not going to work. Quran only can work at the hand of a messenger who acts upon the Quran, who is generous, who, who is kind to people, and who, is very, who has good character. Good character to that, the you know, Quran is reminding that these people, you love the money you know, so much. You know, like, you know, Mu'arum, rahimullah ta'ala, you know, he very nicely said, said about this money business. He said, Badgumani kardano hirs avari, kufr bashad peshikhane mehtari. You know, thinking by ill thoughts and being greedy. It is kufr, ungratefulness in front of, you know, the, you know, uh, the table of the food which has been provided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, the big king, Rabb, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who wants to take care of everything and now you want to be miser, you want to be mean. You know, he, he wants to test you. He can, he can give to the poor people directly, but he wants to give them through you. He wants to test you. And that's why the ulama say that whenever a guest comes to your house, you don't think that you are feeding him. He is eating his own food on your, on your table. Allah wants to honor you. Allah wants to test both of you. He brings his own food. Everybody's provision has been divided properly. And sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends somebody's provision in your house. So, you know, he wants to give through you for, 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 for a reason. And that's why, you know, one of the great imams of, uh, of, of Islam in the 6th century of Hijrah, Ibn Abu Umar al-Maqdisi, rahimahullah ta'ala, from the family of Maqadisa who moved from, from Batul Maqdis during the time of the Crusades, and they settled down in Qasiyun, mountain of Qasiyun. So, he was there. He used to say to his family people that whenever a beggar comes, any needy people come, then give something. Even if you don't, you know, if something of your own need, still give. Because if you don't give, somebody else will give. It is not that the person will not have anything. Allah wants to test you. Whenever somebody comes to your door, give him. If you don't give, somebody else will give. You know, always think that, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing all of us in this matter. Then the Quran is saying, You know, no, never. Meaning basically that you think that if you get money, you get respect, and you know you are honored, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala loves you. Quran says no. This love of money, you know, it is it, no proof. Even this whole earth on which you are living and on which all your properties and your money are, even this one is going to be crushed. Kalla, 
إِذَا دُكَّتِ الْأَرْضُ دَكَّنْ دَكَّ Never. When the earth will be, you know, crushed in a pieces and ground, you know, and ground, you know, to, 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 to dust. So Quran is saying that, you know, this, this whole, it is not only your money and wealth will finish it. You know, it's this earth on which you, which you settled and Allah has given you, made it your house for, for, for a while, this whole thing will be destroyed. Kalla idha dukkatil ardu dakkan dakka. No, you know, the time, the time will come when the earth will be crushed and, you know, and ground uh, to the dust. وَجَاءَ رَبُّكَ وَالْمَلَكُ صَفَّا صَفَّا and your Lord will come, and angels will come in rank after the rank, rose after the rose. You know, this really is, you know, such a frightening day. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is now behind the curtain, he has made a curtain for us, we cannot see him. We, you know, we, we, we only can know him through the signs. Day will come when he will be apparent. The Quran says, Your Lord will come, and also the angels will come in the rose after the rose. You know how frightening the whole thing is. The whole system, the universal system, will be known to the people. That this world is not run by Fir'aun, or Thamud, or Ad, or Qarun, or people of Makkah. You know, and now in our time really, that, you know, there's so many powers, they are not run by them. They are run by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Allah uses for that purpose His own angels. When you can see those unseen powers, you can see the real king, and you can see his real servants, who help, who, help, who do everything, then people will lost really. All the powers, people can see really they didn't have power. All the, you know, all the curtain from their eyes have been removed. So he says, Your Lord will come. No doubt when the Quran used the word coming or going or, or descending for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, Allah knows the details of the meaning properly, but still it is human language and we can get an idea of what happening is. So, you know, your Lord comes, you know, like for example, when you, you know, when the you know, king, you know, comes with his majesty, with the people and all his army. You know, this frightening for the people, those who are disobedient. So similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his majesty and his power will be known to everybody, will be apparent to everybody. Everybody can see and all the angels are. And angels, you know, the number of the angels, you know, it basically nobody can count it. There's such a big number of the angels. You know, and, uh, 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 there's no space in the, in the universe, but there are angels, either they don't ruku or sajda. A huge number in the human being, a tiny and a small number. You can't be arrogant or proud that unseen Allah, the majesty and His power and His army, and you know, those who are working for Him, you know, you can could see them, they are there. You know, imagine if you can see angels now, what will happen? Are you going to believe in the power of a human being? If Allah removes the curtain and you say, can see the angels with your, with your, own, with your own eye, are you going to believe in any, you know, any power? You can see really how huge they are, how powerful they are. You can see how, what they are doing. You know, the human part, nothing. But Allah SWT has put the curtain, that curtain will be removed. And people can see. And then the laws will be different. It is not the same law. Allah wants you to change yourself before seeing that. Before unseen becomes seen to you, He wants you to change everything from now. Otherwise, the time will come when the, change, the things will change. You know, the money belongs to this world. You know, if people actually have, you know, a paper money of, you know, of a time, like, you know, when the Russia, the Soviet Union used to have, you know, their own currency and it has been changed. And if you bring those robots to anybody else, nobody is going to take it. 
you know, when the kingdom and empire and status change, you know, those paper money have no value. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given, you know, the money and all those things a value in this earth. When the earth is crushed, this is not going to have any value. Then if you want to be saved from the fire of hell, it is not your richness and money and power can save. It is not that somebody is Firaun, he can be saved, nothing like that. Things will be completely different. You know, even this world, you can see that how the laws, you know, change. You know, I was reading one of the story that once uh, a British man, you know, by driving, he went to Switzerland. So you can see driving here the left hand, there on the right side. When he, you know, turned into the country, he, you know, he forgot, and still he driving on the left side. So one of the policemen, you know, he noticed, he realized. So, you know, he came to him and asked him to open the window and he said to him, you are no more in England. You are no more in England. It is a different country, different laws. You know, it is not that you still keep doing the same thing. You know, people don't understand really that this earth is very tiny. The laws of this earth actually are very limited. Even actually beyond the curtains, there are other laws happening. We don't see really. In this universe, even on this earth, you know, just if we have curtains, if the curtains are removed, you can see there are other laws happening. There are angels around us. There are jinnis around us. There are many, many creations around us. They occupy the space more than us, but we don't see. They have much more power than us, but they are around us. You can't, they see us, but we cannot see them. Allah SWT put a curtain us. Our eyes only can see something. They cannot see everything else. They're there. And then when this will be changed completely, you know, there's no power. Firaun will finish. Even Shaitan, who has been always misleading the people, Shaitan will say that I have no, no power. And you, you know, you listen to yourself. Now the Quran says that in that come will, time will come. وَجَاءَ رَبُّكَ وَالْمَلَكُ صَفًّا صَفًّا Your Lord will come and all the angels will come. You know, in the rank, upon rank, in the rows, you know, after, after the rows. And then the Quran says, وَجِيءَ يَوْمَئِذٍ بِجَهَنَّمٍ You know, these people, Fir'aun, Aad, Thamud, so arrogant and so proud, so disobedient, exceeding all the limits, never listening to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, never obeying him and causing all the corruption and mischief on the face of the earth. And they, they are so happy. You know, they don't understand that soon the curtain will be removed and the fire of hell with all its frightening punishment, it will be shown to the people. That's why in the Quran says in other surah, Surah Nazi'at, al Jahim. You know, the, the fire of hell will be made apparent to the people. They can see with their own eyes. The curtains are gone. And here Quran says, The fire of hell will be brought, the hell will be brought to the people. Just imagine the power of Allah. Can you think really, you know, the space brought anywhere? You know, in this world, if you want to see the mountain, you have to go to the mountain. If you want to see the sea, you have to go to the sea. But the Allah is all powerful, you know, what his power, his power is not only things which you can see, every single under, under his power. When he commands, mountains can move. When he commands, the fire, the hell will be brought to the people. It will be brought, and actually the, the scripture has come in the hadith, how many thousands of angels will be pulling the fire, uh, the hell, and coming to the people. So much frightening, and the fire will be the real fire. No mercy for anybody. You know, so all these people's you know, power, you know, in this world, they can punish the people. When, when Namrud said that, you know, I can bring life and death to the people, Firaun used to punish the people. When they will see the fire of hell, you know, all their power and all their majesty and all their arrogance, they've gone, completely complete gone. They can see with their own eyes, not they, you are made to go there. You know, fire itself is brought to you, to show you. Then what will happen? The, you know, when the people see the fire of hell, then they realize, 
you know, those people who have got, you know, you know the curtain on the right, they never want to think properly, understand properly. Actually, soon, you know, next to surah, the Quran will mention that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you eye to see properly. These are, eyes are not given to you like the eyes of the animals. You know, you use the eyes as animals use. Your eyes are for different purposes. You have been given, given hearing, not like sheep and goats and, 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 and those animals. Your hearing should be different. You know, you have been given you know, all the, these abilities and faculties different from the animals and use them like animals. You know, if people use their faculties and abilities properly and powers properly in this world, you know, they can understand the unseen and they can believe in that. But if you want to remain like the animals, so when you see the reality and when the eyes are open properly, now if you want to repent, the time of the repentance is gone. There's no more repentance. There's no way to return back to, to this world. Everybody has given certain time to understand properly. You know, in this world, behave, you know, human being behaves like animal. Allah SWT never can like. So Allah said, That is the time when the man will remember. Then he will recall. Then, then, then the man will say, you know, if I have done something, you know, I have got enough time, 60 years of my life, 70 years of my life, 80 years, some people even 100 years, more than that, then he will remember. Then he will think really, you know, these things are different. I never knew that the day hereafter. I never knew that day of judgment. I never knew that Allah is uh, uh, the God. I never believed angels. I never knew far of hell. You know, now he can see with his eyes. But seeing with the eye is not Iman. Seeing with the eye is not belief. Seeing of the, with the eye is not going to help you. You know, if your eye can see beyond the, you know, you know, beyond what, you know, animals see, then you can see. You know, like Shah Saadi Rahmanullah has written that once, uh, you know, you know, a hunter, you know, you know, he wanted to hunt, you know, some some birds. He put a net somewhere with small grains. If the birds see the grain, they can come and then they they are basically trapped into into the net. A big bird was flying very high in the sky, and it saw it saw it sees the you know the grain and the wheat. It comes to pick it. When it came, they were trapped in the in the net. And in the hunter talked it, uh, got it. So Sheikh Sadi Rahmanullah actually very nicely said about the, after that, uh, that from so far your eye could see the grain, but you could not see the net. You know, just think really that you know you could see the grain, you could not see the net. That happens to most of us. We see you know small things, but we don't see the big thing. When people you know take haram money, you only see that money, but you don't see the net around that that soon you're going to put in trouble. Whenever you take any, whenever you cheat, you know, cheating basically means Allah has put trap around you. So this money that you see, it's like a grain. You are running for that, but you're not thinking that you're going to put in trap. You know, when you deprive the people from their own inheritance, their own rightful money, you deprive them, you don't think you are trapped. You are in net now. It's not that you are going to enjoy that money, you're not going to enjoy it basically is a punishment for you. Understand this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you this faculty, the ability to think properly, understand properly. But people, what happens? They close their eyes. They only look at Even if somebody explains to them, they don't believe that. They say nothing will happen. Nobody will notice. Nobody knows. And when they're Muslims, if you explain to them, they say, you know, when I become old, I will go for Hajj and Umrah and then I repent. Who knows that you're going to become old? And who knows that you're going for Hajj and Umrah? And who knows that you're going to get a repentance? Is there any guarantee for any, anything like that? So Quran said that time will come when these people regret 
and remember but how how this remembrance is going to benefit them there's no benefit not going to avail you not going to benefit you this you know this thing now you're remembering your you know the whole thing now you learn everything this is not going to uh, you know benefit you يقول يا ليتني قدمت لحياتي now these unbelievers Fir'aun like people like Fir'aun and people of Thamud and Aad and people of Quraysh those who do not believe and unbelievers of any time Quran is saying that when the sea fire fell when the sea Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with his majesty and power when you see the angels in the rows after the rows and rank upon rank when they see them what they will say يقول يا ليتني قدمت لحياتي they wish they will say, I wish I would have sent something forward for my life. You see, did he have a life in, in, in this world? Why is saying I should have, I, I, would, I wish I would have sent something for my life? Why is it my, for my life? When people will see the life of after death, the life of after, this life they will forget. Then they will realize that is the only life, no other life. You know, when, when both a life becomes very clear to you, you will know this is the life that matters to you, not this one. For example, if you are traveling and you stay on a station for a while waiting for your train to come, to you actually doesn't matter the life on the station. What matters is the life on your destination. You are going to see your parent, your family, you are going to live somewhere, you are passing by station, the life on the station doesn't matter to you. What matters to you is the life of your destination. When people will see the day of judgment, when people see the paradise and the fire of hell, then they realize that is the life. And they will say, Ya laytani qaddamtu lihayati. I wish I would have sent something forward for my life. You see, he says for my life. He does not consider his past life as a life. That life what matters to him. That actually where he, he, it matters to him you know, to have something. He needs to send there. Like you know, many people you know, in the past, you know, even now maybe, when people go to a rich country to earn money, so what they do? They earn money, they eat very little, and then they send everything back home. So when they come back home, then that money can be useful. They can build houses, and they can live nicely and peacefully. It always happens in the world, like you know, in, in Mughal Empire in India, if you read the history, the many people from Central Asia and Iran, they used to come to India, you know, spend a few months and a few years, you know, earn a lot of money, and they used to come you know, back to Iran and what, wherever they live, and enjoy the life. They used to send money back to their place where they are going to think they are going to, to live. You know, this actually what is, if people understand properly, they need to build the hereafter. This is a short life, limited life, you know, whatever resources you have got here, you know, make use of them in a way that you build the things in the hereafter. So, people say, I wish I have sent something forward to my life. And you know, no doubt really, and the punishment, Allah SWT, you know, now this was coming like this, the punishment that Allah is giving here, nobody, no, nobody can give. You know, in this world, just imagine, you know, in Saudi Arabia, it is partly implemented, you know, if somebody steals, so his hand will be cut. And when your hand is cut, cut no doubt it's painful, and also such big humiliation. Anybody can see that you are a thief. You know, if somebody's hand is cut, so people will know this person is thief. That's about Imam Zamaqshir, rahmanullah ta'ala. That's once because of some eye, something like that, 
you know, his, his part of the leg has to be cut. So he realized that, you know, people will think that I've done a crime and that's why my leg has been cut. So then he made document and make the witness of the people around him that my leg has been cut for, you know, for, for an illness, for a problem, not because I did crime. So he used to take that everywhere so people don't become suspicious of him that, you know, he's a criminal. You know, in this world, if people actually have some of those punishment, that if people steal, their hand is cut or something like that, that can stop the people from committing a crime. And that you consider if really this punishment, cutting the hand of the thief, is implemented properly anywhere, properly, within a full, nobody will, no, nobody will steal. People think really that if Islamic law is implemented, everybody will lose his hand. No, it will not happen. It is not that in Islamic law, in, under Islamic rule, people did not have their hand. That punishment is so severe, nobody can dare to, to, to make any stealing because it is so obvious. You cannot hide in, in our time. Whatever punishment happen, you can't see after, after spending some, some month in the prison, you come out, nobody knows. But this cutting of the hand, it is such a big thing that all the life remains with you. So nobody, imagine really if the cutting have one part of the hand can stop people from the crime. The punishment that Allah is going to give the people in the hereafter, in, in, the, in, the, in the hell, and the way the people are going, their hands are going to be put in the chains and the neck in the chains, and the eating that they're going to have, poisonous food. You know, it, it does not stop us from haram. It does not stop from, from disobedience. Cutting the hand can stop people from stealing. But this big fire, a huge fire of hell, forever, and this big punishment for Allah SWT, it does not stop people. You know, that, that's what Quran wants to remind you. That use your brain, use your mind. In this world, a small punishment can stop people from the crime. We are, you know, we have prepared such a huge punishment for the people. It does not stop you from the crime. So Quran says, you know, يَقُولْ يَا لَيْتَنِي قَدَّمْتُ لِحَيَاتِ The person will, you know, say, I wish I would have sent something forward for my life. فَيَوْمَئِذٍ لَا يُعَذِّبُ عَذَابَهُ أَحَدٍ That day, nobody can punishment like his punishment. There is no punishment like Allah's punishment. You know, Allah is so, so merciful, Rahman, but when he comes to punishment, his punishment is much more than people can imagine. There is no imagination for his punishment. Either no imagination, imagination for his favors in the, in the paradise. Similarly, there is no imagination for the punishment that people are going to get in the far off. Anything that Quran says is still, is still human language. The true meaning of that only can come when you see. Like for example, any word, when the people are used, the word used, if you don't have the external reference of that word, you don't get the proper meaning. So for example, if you have not seen the ocean, and people said to you know, use the word in, in, in the language, ocean, and they describe it. So you get some sense. But in what ocean means, you know, it only can come when it has seen it. So when the Quran uses human language to describe those realities which we never have seen, external reference never has come to our mind, so we only know the words. And we start understanding the you know, meaning of the word in the light of what we know. But actually, when the external reference to that word will come, then people will know what those words have been meaning. You know, for example, if somebody lives in a small place, like, you know, I, coming from a village in India, and somebody says there, you know, about city, big cities like London or Bombay, or big cities like that, and then I'm living there in a small town like Johnpur. So somebody said to me, you know, Bombay or, you know, London, they are like 10 times or 20 times bigger than Johnpur. Yeah, you can get some sense. But you really know the meaning when you come there, when external references are there. Words don't convey the message 
unless external reference is connected with that word. So whenever somebody, that's why I can see we don't understand the new language because words don't convey the message. If I say something in Arabic language, you will not understand because you don't know how this word is connected with, with its uh, reference. So people only know the meaning when the words are properly connected with their external references. If they are not connected, you don't know their connection, then your understanding always will be very, very limited. So when Quran explains to you the favors of Allah in paradise, when Quran explains to you the punishment of Allah in, in the far of hell, you know, the, we only know those words. We don't know the external references. So we want to try to understand those words in the light of what we know. But the reality actually is a million, million times, billion times you can say, much, much bigger than one can imagine. You know, the, any punishment in this world never can be, a, 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 never can tell you really what, what the punishment there is. So that way the Quran says, That day, nobody can punish, punish like his punishment. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.